Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Psalms chapter 45 and verse 6. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of righteousness. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are, are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From ivory places, stringed instruments made you glad. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen of gold. <laughs> Jesus. Isaiah chapter 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful headdress instead of ashes, and oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. Ah, Jesus. Oh, God. Give us an ear to hear and a heart to receive this morning, Jesus. Oh, in your mighty name, in your mighty name, Jesus. In your mighty name, Jesus. I have so much to say and so little time to say it. But what we wear matters. What we wear matters. I don't have time to climb into this and to climb back out of it, but what we wear matters. Oh, it matters so much. It speaks volumes about who we are and what we are. It really does. It speaks volumes about what we believe and and what we feel on the inside. It portrays what we are to others when others look at us and see what we wear. It speaks of great depths, and it does matter. And I will even say, I'll climb into it, and we'll climb back out of it another time. What is on the inside is absolutely connected to what is on the outside. It is. God wants the right garments on us. Amen. And so I'm going to speak to you for just a moment about agreements. I needed 10 minutes for that part, and it would have been much better. (laughs) Agreements. So let's go to the word. Let's start in Matthew chapter 18. And when you look at Matthew 18 and the layout of it, It starts out talking in verse 1, the question of who is the greatest. You may have headings in your Bible, and if you do, we'll look at those for the sake of time. Who is the greatest? A a very spiritual question, right? (laughs) Who's the greatest in the kingdom, Jesus? Interestingly enough, if you have headings, you might have a heading somewhere around verse 7. It talks about temptations to sin. (laughs) <laughs> when we get the principles of God wrong, and when we get things a little out of line, 
there's a good chance we're going to have some things to repent of. Interestingly enough, in verse 10, as the chapter is flowing, it, it, it goes into the parable of the lost sheep and the 99 that are, are, are right, but the one that is so important that God would leave the 99 to go get that one. Now, there's a, there's a pattern here and a flow in this scripture, in this chapter. It all flows together. And in verse 15, we, we, we get the, uh, the, let me go to my notes here, the kingdom principle of offenses, where we find healing, forgiveness, and even trust. And so we've seen four things laid out thus far in chapter 18. The sixth thing, jumping ahead to the sixth thing, Thing. We, we see in chapter 21 the time for Q&A, questions and answers. And we get the parable of the unforgiving servant. Jesus, uh, Peter asks a question and Jesus gives the answers. He's summarizing a chapter that almost looks like it's about forgiveness. Huh. And it's definitely in there and it's so important. But what Matthew 18 is all about, it's about agreements. It's about agreements. And we walk through life every day as spiritual people filled with the breath of God, the breath of life in our hearts. We walk every day in agreements. And it's right there in the middle of the chapter. Verse 18 Right after the, 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 the kingdom principles of offenses and healings and forgiveness, and right in the middle of it all, we see something just so powerful, intricately connected. Truly, I say to you, whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two, uh, if two of you agree on earth, about anything they ask. It's all about agreement. So every time we get behind this pulpit and we speak of the, the living word of God and we encourage uh, ourselves and we encourage you to be in agreement with it, to know the word, overlay the word of God on your life and be in agreement with it. The principles of God, the words of God, the promises of God. If we're not in a, oh, we're in agreement with something. Every day we're in agreement with something. And that's why it matters the garments that we wear. Agreements, powerful. In agreement, you, we can agree together. And what we touch is absolute in its effect. This, are we in the word of God? I, I don't have, I wanted to start out by stretching a little bit and having everyone stretch. And I wanted to have, okay, now let's go into prayer and do some prayer, prayer stretching here because I don't, we don't have time for it. So in Jesus' name, I hope you prayed up this morning and you're ready. We are in agreement with something always. What you're binding yourself to in agreement will determine, oh, your faith, your path, and your future. Whatsoever you bind on earth, it is bound in heaven. Agreements, agreements in faith, living God's word. God's words 
We have his written word. It's absolute. It's line upon line. It's precept upon precept. But also we are people that are uh, uh, filled with the spirit. So we're led by the spirit, grounded in his word. There's times when, when people prophesy to us and give us a word from God. It will, all, it will never be contrary to scripture. We can, that, that, is the, that is the ultimate test that we can testify. But... There are men of God and women of God, even amongst us, who, yes, can prophesy and speak a word into your life. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor. Ah, I'll, set up, I'll set this up for Wednesday night. Look at your neighbor. Go ahead and do it. There's greater depth right there than you even realize. Your neighbor has walked through things you don't even know about. And, and here you go. They may not smell like smoke. Ah. But it doesn't mean they haven't walked through the fire. And so, yes, we are a spiritual people. We must worship God in spirit and in truth. Right? Spirit and in truth. Intricately uh, woven together. But in spirit and in truth. We used to sing a song, put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your, was it your voice or hands to, to God? Pray in the spirit and with understanding. Pretty sure it's scriptural. <laughs> Pretty sure it's drawn from the word of God. In the spirit and in truth. Oh, I, I, I don't want to mess with anyone's theology here, but I'll mess with everyone's theology here. We can be in the Word, it doesn't matter. And then the Word will lead you to the, to the truth. But being in the, in, in, in the Spirit, God can lead people to truth without the Word. Oh, oh have I got a testimony for you. Oh, has God increased my faith, our faith, just a little bit. But I don't have time for that. You'll have to track me down later. So... The promised land, think about it. Let, let's, let's look back at this for a second. And, and as we're turning there uh, to Numbers chapter 13, I, I have a question for you. As Israel, God brings Israel out of Egypt, and God has brought us out of sin and the, and, and the bondage of, uh, of sin in this world. God has done that. Has God done that for anyone here today? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And so God is bringing Israel out of bondage and sin out of Egypt, and God brings them through the wilderness. And, and he, he brings, the, he, along the way, gives them the second, uh, the second Ten Commandments, and even the third Ten Commandments, uh, in the form of two tablets. And, and so uh, God brings them right up to the borders of the Promised Land. And, and we know the story, but I have a question for you. Whose idea was it? Whose idea was it to send 12 spies into the land? Into, across the Jordan, into Canaan land to spy out the land. Does anyone know definitively whose idea it was? Now we're turning to Deuter uh, the book of Numbers. And, and we'll start in chapter 13. And verse 1, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am give, giving to the 
people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, everyone a chief among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the people of Israel. It matters what garment we're wearing. It matters what garment we're wearing. Oh, Jesus. Agreements matter. What we're in agreement with matters. If we were to read Numbers chapter 13, we would draw the conclusion that it was God's plan and God's part of, it was not only part of God's plan, but it was, it was purposed by God, right, to, to send these 12 spies. But we're not a surface people, right? And we, we are a Bible-believing people. Every single word. And this is what I love about, one of the things I love about the Word of God, and, and especially we see this in the Gospels all the time. You can't just draw a doctrine or a belief from one Scripture, but you overlay Scripture upon Scripture, and you overlay one Gospel upon another Gospel, and it is amazing the insight that God will show you. With a little bit of study, huh, a little bit of spending some time with Jesus. Interestingly enough, if we continue to read, in verse 29, at the end of the 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron, to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word. They brought back word to them. And to all the congregation, showed them the fruit, showed them the fruit. i got to emphasize this. They brought back word, and they showed them evidence. <laughs> and it's interesting because it flip-flops just a little bit here. First we read that they brought back word, which would lead me to believe at face value that they started speaking their opinion first. Now, now, I'll prove it in a second, but just let me fill you in here in case I botch it at the end when I run out of time. It wasn't God's idea to send the 12 spies. God was okay with it. God put his stamp of approval and said, okay, we can do it that way. But it was man's idea mingled with God's plan. And it matters what garment we wear. It matters so precisely. Oh, do we not serve a precise God? Do we not serve a God that would give instructions for an ark, line upon line, detail upon detail? There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's only one means of salvation. You can't veer to the left. You cannot veer to the right. If you're going to obtain the salvation, you've got to be right with God, with God's word. Ah, God is so detailed. I need 10 minutes to go into that. Don't have it. But God is so detailed and what we're in agreement with matters. So they brought back the word. They brought back their opinion. Yet they bring back evidence. One cluster of grapes that took two men to carry. I don't know it. If you want a challenge, 
so I can add it to my notes. Maybe it was Joshua and Caleb that carried those grapes. I didn't find it. I'm kind of assuming it was. Hmm. Because they brought back God's word. When the other ten spies brought back their, what they saw with their eyes, what they believed with their heart. And it matters what you wear and what you're in agreement with. Are we not a spiritual people? What I'm talking about is spiritual principles, spiritual promises, and it matters every day what garment we're putting on and what we're in agreement with. Amen. Showed them the fruit of the land, and they told him, we came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit And then I just stopped my underlining with a double black line. However, the people, however, the other ten spies bring back a different report. I've already laid it out in the notes. Was it God's plan? Was it God's idea? Deuteronomy chapter 1, we get to overlay the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would have said. Deuteronomy Chapter 1, starting with verse 19. Then we set out from Horeb, and and it is the same story, the same timeline. It's just in a different book, right? All God's word, part of the book. Then they set out from Horeb and went uh, through all the great and terrifying wilderness that you saw. Oh, help us, Jesus. On the way to the hill. Contrary to the Amorites. Don't have time to say it, but I just have a question for you. Any mountain you've ever climbed, was it ever downhill? (laughs) Joshua and Caleb were mountain climbers. I spoke of this before. I don't have time to go into it. The climb is always difficult. It will never be downhill. Wait a second, God. (laughs) I want to pick and choose. Give me some options here. (sighs) Which mountain? What what test are you testing me with? How are you going to grow and increase me? How are you going to expand these spiritual muscles and tear them a little bit through the workout and the exercise of what you have before me? Perhaps a trial and a tribulation or some tough times, maybe perhaps tight spaces and uncomfortable places. Ah, I'll take that trial because it's a mountain that's downhill. It doesn't exist. You don't have that option, and I don't either. But God knows. God knows. God knows. As the Lord God commanded us, and we came to Kadesh, uh, Kadesh Barnea, one word. And he said to you, You have come to the hill country of the Amorites, which, and here we go, last part of verse 20, which the Lord our God is giving us. Moses is speaking faithful words of a faithful God. This morning I am speaking faithful words of a faithful God. 
This morning we are receiving as a faithful people mm, of a faithful God. Oh, Lord, let your faith increase, Jesus. See the Lord, see the Lord your God has set the land before you. I, it, oh, if you have the wrong garment on this morning, and only you know, the wrong garment will put you in the wrong agreement. And if you have the wrong garment, and the wrong agreement is what your life is, it's becoming a pattern of your life. Oh God, stir us this morning. What God has started, God is in, and God will finish. I've said this from the day I showed up here. What started in faith is continuing in faith, and it will end in faith. That's for all of us, and that's for all of us as a whole. That's for the kingdom of God. It does not change because he does not change. And what Moses is saying here, see the Lord your God has set the land before you. I will remind you, brothers and sisters, the territory is right before us. God has placed us here for this time to win this territory for his kingdom. God was in it from the beginning. He's still in it right now, and he will be in it tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And we've got to just put the right garment on. You know why garments, why garments, why did you put this God in this sermon? Because we put garments on all the time. We put garments on every day, every morning. I'm looking out and I see the evidence, thank God, that all of us put on garments today. We need to put daily on the right garment. Every day it starts out the same way. God, what is your plan? What is your purpose? Well, I'm going to be in agreement with your word. It doesn't change. Every day a garment. Oh, Jesus. Moses is in incredible words of faith. Why? Because he's just reciting God's words. Just like I am right now. See, the Lord your God is giving us this land. Your God has set the land before you. Go up, take possession. As the Lord, the God of your fathers, has told you. A little bit of instruction. Do not fear or be dismayed. Verse 22, then all you came near me, you ready for it? Then all you came near me and said, let us send men before us that they may explore the land for us and bring us word again of the way by which we must go. When I overlay this with that, there's only one conclusion we can come up with. It wasn't God's original plan. It was man's plan. And God agreed ah, to be in agreement with it. 
So when I say we need to be careful, oh, so careful every day to wake up in the right way and put on the right garment, garments of faith, garments of belief, garments of reminding ourselves, even perhaps encouraging ourselves of what God did yesterday because God's still doing it today and God is still going to be in it tomorrow. It was their idea and God allowed it. Got all that highlighted in yellow. Warning, <laughs> slow down, careful. Let us send men before us. By which way we must go. You know, God already laid out the way. It doesn't change. It's immutable, unchangeable. <laughs> the way, the way. I love seeing the way in the word. It's over and over and over again. And up to the cities to which we shall come. Verse 23. The thing seemed good to me, and I took. Moses took it to the Lord. The Lord agreed to it. It seemed good. And I got it underlined in black because we are spiritual people and we're supposed to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And what garment you put on and what garment I put on every single day, it affects the kingdom of God every single day. It affects this body every single day. Why? Because these are spiritual principles that we're in agreement with. Oh, 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 Jesus. Verse 26, you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord. This was a result of man's word coming back, when man's word got mingled with God's word. We need to be careful. Listen, let God be true and what, every man a liar. Heart is deceitfully wicked. I need God's garment on. You need God's garment on every morning. Thank you, Jesus. Because the Lord, this is their response. And you murmured in your tents. Oh, I got a double underline because there's a tell. <laughs> if you're murmuring, got the wrong garment on. <laughs> murmuring didn't work out so well for them. It's not going to work out so well for us. It's the wrong garment. That is not our garment. That is not my garment. Amen. Amen. This would be a great time to just break out in a Holy Ghost move of the Spirit. In Sunday school and said, because the Lord hated us. And look at how it, God hated us as he brought us out of the land of Egypt. Oh, those days of salvation are so far removed from us, we can't even see clearly. There's no hope left in us at this point. Why? Because the wrong garments have been put on way too long. Mingled, God's word mingled with the, the, the word of man. Our thoughts, what we perceive, what we see. Hmm. To give us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Verse 28, where are we going up? Our brothers have made our hearts melt, saying, double underlined, ah, my brothers and my sisters, our portion 
<laughs> is to put on the right garments, garments of encouragement, garments of faith, garments every morning realizing, Lord, your mercies are renewed every day. Your promises are renewed every day. What you said yesterday, I mentioned earlier, and it might have caught your attention, the second and the third set of commandments. That would have been the second and the third tablets. You realize 10 times God said, let it be. And when God said, let it be with the first 10 commandments, it's still moving and it's still happening. Because when God speaks, it's absolute. The difference is when you get to the second set of commandments, we play a role. And our role is what garments we're going to put on every single day. First, we got to put on the garments of his salvation. But then it's every day renewing it. It's every day in prayer. It's every day, God, correct my heart. Correct my spirit. Let me put on a garment of agreement with your word and your promises. Amen. I needed 45. 50. <laughs> but we're almost there. Thank you, Jesus. The people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to the heaven. And beside we have seen the sons. We have seen the sons of the Anakim there. <laughs> we might as well just say they're greater than you, God. Right? <laughs> then I said to you, do not be in dread or afraid of them. Verse 30, the Lord your God who goes before you. God is going before you. God is going before us. He's been faithful at every step. He's not going to change. Amen. The Lord your God who goes before you will himself fight for you just as he did. So here we go. I'll remind you. And Lord, remind me and encourage us this morning, just as God fought for you and I when we were in Egypt. He did it before. He was leading us out before. He's been faithful every moment ever since. He's not going to change. He's still faithful today. He's going to be faithful tomorrow. Amen. We need to put on the right garment of faith and belief. And it don't matter what I see. Lord, it's your word. It's your promises. And I'm going to be in agreement with them. Ah. Out of time. Brought them out of Egypt. Before your eyes. And into, verse 31, and into the wilderness. Anyone been serving God for a while? Huh. Oh, a long time ago, brought us out of Egypt. Wow, we've gone through some wildernesses along the way. And guess what? God was faithful to Israel, and God has been faithful to you. God's been faithful to me. Amen. <laughs> where, <laughs> where you have seen how the Lord your God, where you have seen. Encourage yourself in the Lord of what you've seen God do, not what I see before me. Amen. Where you've seen how Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son all the way, all the way that you were sent until you come to this place. Yet, in spite of this word, you did not believe the Lord your God. You, we don't have an option. It's God's word or our word. The right garment of faith is reminding ourselves of God's word every morning. I'm not going to live by what I see. I'm not going to live by what I feel. 
But Lord, I'm going to live by your word. God is in this. God is in this. So in closing, I've gone too long already. I had a couple other scriptures. Um, Psalms 102, 25 to 27. Of old hast thou laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thine hands. Verse 26, they shall perish. Earthly things will perish. What we see will perish. But thou shalt endure. God endures forever. His word endures forever. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. <laughs> As a vesture shall thou change them, and they shall be changed. Why? Because the garment we wear matters every morning. Every morning it matters. A garment of faith and belief in your word, God, not what I feel or what I see, is a garment of agreement with God. But, hmm, verse uh, 27, but thou art the same and thy years shall have no end. No end to God's word. It's continuing on. It doesn't change. Uh, we just got to write our, 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 ourselves into it. I've, I've spoken of that. Verse 28, the children of thy servants shall continue and their seed or their descendants shall be established before thee. Why? Agreement with God's word <laughs> displayed by the garments we wear. Isaiah 51, 6, lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth for the heavens shall vanish away like smoke and the earth shall wax old like a garment and they shall dwell therein huh. and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner but my salvation shall be forever I'll change the words up to emphasize it and huh, my righteousness shall be forever it shall not be abolished it's immutable it's unchangeable put the right garment on garment of faith and believe in God's word in agreement with it. The last one is Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Oh, thank you, Jesus. My last statement as we stand to close. I'll mention the divine guarantee. The idea of a divine guarantee. The promises of God are not self-fulfilling. The, the, the first commandments were. But then there was covenant, relationship. And so we play a role in it. They're not self-fulfilling. Although I love how you know, you, God's word goes forth and it will accomplish something. It's just waiting for someone to reach up and snatch it up with a garment of faith. But the, the promises of God are really revelations of divine intention. It is God going on record this is what I will do. <laughs> what are you going to do with my word and my words? I'm going to be in agreement with it. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.